Hey, happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. I got you a gift. Oh, you didn't have to do that. Well, I saw it and I just thought of you. Well, you know me so well, so I know this is going to be amazing. Wait, is this a donut pillow? Yeah, you spend so much time sitting when you DM. I thought it'd be perfect. Isn't it great? Gee, thanks. Are you struggling to find that perfect gift for your RPG-loving friend or family member? Or maybe you just want to get a gift that doesn't end up in the trash this year. This time on Becoming DM, we're talking about some great ideas to give you a nat 20 at that next gift exchange. Hey everyone, this is Felicia. And this is John. And before we dive into our topic today, I just want to give a shout out to Kurt Burgess who gave us the idea for today's episode. So in thinking of different types of people to give gifts to, the D&D lovers in your circle of friends or family, uh, the first one that we decided on was the swag collector. Yeah, those people that just have all the little trinkets and doodads that uh, they can get their hands on, that swag collector. All that paraphernalia. So um, for the swag collector, uh, we've got several ideas for gifts. And, and the first one that, that, that's out there is the keychain. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of ways to go at it. There's sometimes the flat metal where you've got D20s and stuff like that. Yeah. The one that I've really liked that I've seen, I'm on a, on a couple of um, dice making uh, um, Facebook groups and I'll see people, they'll, they'll have these dice that they've made that maybe have flaws, but they work perfectly as a keychain. So mm -hmm. you'll have an actual D20 that, that is a keychain. That's actually a really good idea. See, waste not, want not. <laughs> um, you also have, like, on along those same lines, you have other types of small, kind of little knickknack paraphernalia, like uh, magnets, like 20 sided die that are also magnets, or um, they're really cute small ones that um, work as ornaments as well. And kind of along the same lines as the keychains, perhaps it's the type of dice that maybe don't work necessarily well in actual gameplay, but work perfect for those types of decorative ideas. Maybe you've got that die that you're wanting to put in dice jail because it keeps on rolling a one for you. Yeah, right. Just drill a hole in that sucker and make yeah. it an ornament or a keychain or a magnet, whatever. You've been dying <laughs> to use it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> ah, that's right. Ah. Well, yeah, let's go on. <laughs> um, up next is is uh, Blanket and Snuggy, And I'm sure that you probably have those players that, that come to the house and are just freezing the whole time that they're there. Yes, I, I in my house, I have at least three or four blankets spread throughout like my living room uh, and bedroom just for just for that purpose in case someone's cold or more than likely in case I'm cold. <laughs> and and those you can get those with uh, with D20s on them and other yeah. kind of D&D prints. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, you can get like the old throwback cover art from like the the Dungeons and Dragons books. You can get like the twenty-sided die. You can get funny puns like the one I gave earlier uh, <laughs> on it, and and they come in really cute blankets. You can even get snuggies, uh, which I think is is absolutely adorable. Um, along those same lines, there's also different types of like sweatshirts and t-shirts that sport the same type of print. Yeah, and we were talking. You had mentioned that you really wanted to get the. The D and D T-shirt with the the classic D and D cover. I think it's from the basic set, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. And I've looked at that several times and just thought that would be cool to have. And I it I would. don't know why I've not gotten that. right. I mean, throwback is in right now. <laughs> um, so that's that's the gifts for the um, the swag collector. Um, the next next type of person we're going to talk about is your dice goblin. Mm. So those people that just 
can't get enough dice. You know who you are. I say this <laughs> as we're sitting in front of a 12 sets of dice that I have here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wonder who the dice collector is in this group. Yeah, um, <laughs> and, but there's there's a lot of... so. First off, if you understand what their collection is, what they have, it's mm-hmm. going to be a lot easier to pick something out of this yeah, category for them. For sure. Um, you have some some uh, interesting dice. I'm going to go ahead and let you talk about them, though. Yeah. So for my birthday this past year, uh, my stepfather ended up gifting me with some very nice copper dice. Uh, and it was the set, you know, 20-sided, 10, 8, 6, all that kind of stuff. Um, it was a whole set. Very heavy, beautiful dice. Um, I like to use them when I do DMing, though I know there are other sets out there that are mostly for display purposes. Um, my stepfather just happened to know exactly what I already had on, you know, on hand um, in my dice collection. So, um, and he happened to know that I really love copper. So that, that color is, is one of my favorite types of metal. So he ended up getting those for me. And those that set was about, I think, like a $50 set. Yeah, so. and, and you can get... You can get a variety of metallic dice. So yours mm-hmm. are yours are copper. You can get metal ones that have paint on them, so they're yeah. different colors. You can get some distressed, uh, distressed, mm-hmm. and also the there's some dice that has the metal that's like like you got get gun metal and mm-hmm. a variety of different types of metal for sure that make them look really cool. And so if you've got uh, somebody that you're buying these dice for, uh, you can really tailor it to what you know that they like. Um, yeah. So. Maybe you don't know a lot about what they're doing in their role-playing game yeah. life, but if you know what they like in their regular life, you can merge the two together. I think, yeah, it's a good idea. And chances are they're not going to have those types of sets. I mean, you would be taking a risk if you were just to get them another set of plastic dice in a different color. It's hard to say whether they have that color, if they even want or need it. But I can guarantee like most DMs would probably really just be tickled pink with like a really cool set of, of dice that is unique to them and their preferences. Yep. Um, so next on the dice front, I'll talk about it because I bought some of these yeah. myself recently. Hmm. Um, so Chessex has what are called lab dice. Mm-hmm. And these are kind of small release batches of dice that they use to determine what they're going to make uh, in mass production going to the future. And a lot of them, especially... Um, if, if, if you look at the label, uh, you can tell that they're these lab dice because on one side it says lab dice. It's, hmm. a, it's a green label instead of their usual orange. And, and it has a little blue cap on them. Hmm. Uh, if it says luminary, they also glow in the dark. So really kind of a cool feature. Cool. And, and I, I got some of the luminary ones, um, the nebula uh, green luminary, and, and they're really cool. Um, Chances are, since they're lab dice, they probably don't have them in their collection yet unless mm-hmm. they've just gone out and been stalking the, uh, the game <laughs> store for when they come in. Um, so that, that's kind of my, my recommendation when it comes to your regular, what we'll call regular plastic dice, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, These are pretty cool looking. Yeah, and they've got little sparkles inside. They and do. I love and the like sparkles. That. <laughs> That's actually, yeah, that's actually a really great idea. And uh, if, if, you know, plastic dice is what you're indeed considering, lab dice is, is a really great um, way to kind of go about it. There's also a couple of other kind of unique type of dice mm-hmm. and some that you can get for relatively cheap. So the lab dice were only about $12. Um, if you go on, if you go on to places like Wish, you can buy some pretty unique looking dice for super cheap, mm-hmm. like a couple dollars a set. Uh, I just recently got a blood splatter one that uh, yes. that, that we had, so we were 
I was really hoping that this got in for uh, this horror game one shot that we were doing recently. Yeah. Two days too late. <laughs> but if you if you look through some of those sites, uh, you can find some unique ones. Mm -hmm. But your your friendly local game store is going to have the the lab dice typically in stock if they're yeah. available to be had. They're a great place to find it. We have a few local um, like comic and game stores, and and they have usually just a plethora of of plastic dice choices. The lab dice, you know, unique. Uh, plastic dice are just all sorts of different sets available. Yep. And on the uh, plastic dice, you can get some <laughs> some big numbered dice. Yes, they're like as big as the palm of your hand. Yeah. They're so huge. we're talking like uh, D thirties, mm -hmm. so thirty sided dice, D sixties, D one hundred, D one hundreds. I don't know if they go larger than that. I've only seen a D one hundred. It's over nine thousand. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I haven't seen anything larger than a D one hundred. Not that I've ever actively gone to look for one, but... New quest. <laughs> that's on next episode. Um, but, you know, along the lines of, of searching for unique dice ideas, you know, if, if you do want to kind of go, you know, want to invest in, in something that's a little more quality, a little more unique, um, besides metal dice, there is some really great alternative materials to try. Um, there are different types of stone dice, you know, jade. Um, I've seen quartz. Uh, different types of precious metals and precious stones like that. Um, well, just precious, precious gems, stones. But uh, then you also have like ones made out of different types of wood, uh, which are, are absolutely beautiful and they can be stained a, a variety of colors. So if you're kind of looking for something besides metal, then I think those would be really good alternatives to try. Yeah, they're really cool looking, but I will warn you, listeners, they can get <laughs> they can get expensive. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> on the on the uh, the lower end, you see the the wood that's about a hundred dollars yeah. for a set, mm -hmm. and then you can go up to four hundred dollars. I think is what we saw those yeah. jade dice were. It's like four hundred sixty-eight dollars. Um, so. There's, there's definitely, if you've got somebody that's super into dice and super into collecting them and displaying mm -hmm. them, uh, those, those are very cool options if it's within your budget. Yeah. But uh, it definitely has to be within your budget. It is. <laughs> and, and a really good uh, alternative to that is, is if you really do want to get something like stone, I have seen, um, and they're non-playable sets, obviously, they're, they're for display purposes only, but you can get dice sets in like jade or um, rose quartz moonstone things like that but they're like little tiny miniature dice like itty bitty <laughs> little ones they're really cute they're just for display purposes but those you can actually get much more cheap than you would the the regular size dice but they're still like a very unique material that they've been made out of so that's also an all like an alternative if you're sort of thinking of going down that route and, and if you are going the more expensive die route mm -hmm. and you want to have a normal size you can buy one die <laughs> just one they they like so if you wanted to get them a a, a jade twenty sided die, that yeah. is an option. That's true. Um, um, we were looking at uh, at uh, artisan dice earlier, which mm -hmm. is I haven't ordered from them. I can't say they're good or bad, but we were looking at their site, and you can order yeah. a single die, and it's significantly That's cheaper true. buying the one than buying seven. But you can uh, start the collection for them. <laughs> <laughs> the rest is up to you. Yep. Uh, the last thing for the dice goblin, I'm gonna let you talk about because you brought it up to me, yeah. and and uh, it sounds it. Looks pretty cool. Yeah, well, so of course I'm over here exploring good old, good old Etsy as like my go-to for gift ideas um, amongst just general Google searches. And one that was really good was just this stand open drawstring dice bag. And I mean, I'm sure we all have dice bags or, or some sort of little baggie that we um, 
hold our dice in. And it just, it reminded me of a friend of mine that he would come to gaming sessions and he had his, <laughs> he had his, his set of dice and a little plastic Ziploc baggie. And he had written on it like bag of holding and that was where he kept his dice. And it was just really, it hurt my heart to see him carry his dice like <laughs> Why that. Why are you doing that to your <laughs> yeah, dice? Right? They deserve so much more. So I feel like a gift like this would be um, perfect, you know, for, for him in this scenario. But essentially, you know, it's just, it's, it's usually velvet um, some, or, you know, like type of leather. And instead of just being a regular drawstring bag, it has a flat bottom, like kind of a structured flat bottom that allows it to stand up on its own so that when you open it, you can just reach in the bag and pull out. And it's just not this pouch that would like fall over. So it just kind of seemed like a really nice kind of quality pouch that you can just open and kind of access your dice during the game without having to like open the bag, close the bag, open the bag. Oh, the bag fell over. So. And along that kind of dice bag line, one of the, one of the cooler bags I've seen mm -hmm. has been... Um, has uh, these metal dragon scales on oh, the outside. Yeah. It's like a chainmail bag on the inside, yeah. and it's got these dragon scales on the outside. So when you push it down, it all lays flat and stuff. But mm. it's very cool looking. See, there's so many great bag alternatives out there. <laughs> um, so I, I think that takes care of the dice goblin. Yes, yes. Who's next? Next, we've got the host or hostess uh, slash entertainer. You know, these are the people um, that generally like to be the ones to kind of have everyone over. Uh, you know, the ones that, that like to have people over to their house, they enjoy entertaining. Um, so these ones, I, I really liked uh, these gift ideas just because I felt that they kind of catered more to that entertaining hosting um, aspect. So one of the ones I saw, which I thought was amazing, um, were these like gourmet 20-sided dice chocolates. And that was amazing to me. Look Talking about eating your rolls. <laughs> <laughs> eating your rolls. Um, these were, I mean, these were really great. They came in like little sets, like, you know, instead of like a set of actual dice, you know, you can either get like 20 sided or you can actually get the, you know, one set of each. Of seven. Yeah, like your set of seven dice um, and each one was chocolate and you can even get the alternative what you could fill them with. So you'd have caramel for one, cherry filling for another, cream, uh, you know, chocolate within chocolate. Um, that just seemed really perfect for me. If I had gotten something like that, it would be great. I would totally put it on like a cute little plate and put it in the center of my spread. So I thought that was a really great idea for someone like that. Um, so I, I, and along those along those lines, I know that I have relatives that are loath to buy a gift that's just going to be sitting around <laughs> for years. Yeah, they want you to have a gift, and the next year it'll be gone. Yes. So I, I've gotten things like spices and yeah. our spice rubs and stuff like that. So if you if you've got somebody that that really for their gifts they prefer something that that is consumable that. Hmm definitely meets that uh meets that i would that say yeah it's definitely consumable <laughs> <laughs> and on the consumable route uh, <laughs> uh um, the, the next thing is the uh the critical wick um, candle yes. um you were telling me about this yeah it sounds pretty cool i like was just tickled pink by this particular gift so critical wick one it's just hilarious because i love anything that's a play on words um so critical wick are these D, &D candles and each candle comes with a different scent uh, and then when you light them up, as the candle burns down, there's a metal die in the center of the candle that you get to keep. So I just, for me, the whole overall concept of it was just a really, really cute. Um, but just, it was a really cool novelty gift, I think, for the people that were D&D lovers, kind of along what you were saying. It's something that they would probably eventually use, would burn down, they wouldn't have next year, um, just because they want to get to that die in the middle of the candle, so. 
And you get them started on their metal dice collection. Right, right. <laughs> two birds, one stone, or two there birds, one die. <laughs> um, and the last on the on the entertainer front is um, we talked about this in our tools to amp up your your uh, your RPG episode episode three. Mm -hmm. um, is a Google Home or Amazon Echo. Yeah. And so this is something where they can install those skills or those apps and do things like roll dice, look up, look up, uh, look up rules, mm -hmm. uh, use it to enhance the, the hosting experience for their game. Exactly. Background music even, like for the different adventures they go on. It really kind of helps to make it, like you were saying, something that's definitely more stimulating and more realistic for the players. I think any entertainer or host person, DM or otherwise, um, would really, you know, would really appreciate one of these. And you can get like an Amazon Echo for like 30, 40 bucks now. I, I think so. both of them have a, have a lower price point mm -hmm. one that you can get. Um, and if you get it at the right time, you can even get additional discounts. So. Yeah, exactly. Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, with the holidays rapidly approaching, it's easy to get caught up in all the buying and wrapping gifts, running around town and getting caught up in the general hustle and bustle in the, of the season. Breathe. It's going to be okay. Sometimes you just need to set aside some time for yourself to recover. And Darkwind is the perfect thing to, add, to aid in that recovery. With all the places to explore in the text-based multi-user game of Darkwind, the stress of the season will just melt away. Aunt Karen's Christmas sweater can wait. You've got continents to explore, enemies to kill, and levels to earn. To play Darkwind for free, go to play.darkwind.org and create your own character. All right, let's get back to the show. Next is the big one. Ah, yes. The consummate DM. You've got those those friends that are always running a game. Yep. They're never the player. They are planning out stuff to mm -hmm. do with their next game and, and so making their lives better. <laughs> uh, especially if you're playing in their game. Yes. Is something that's beneficial. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Um, and I think, you know, pretty much every DM would agree that, you know, having a DM screen is a, is a really great thing to have for, you know, any campaign that they're running. I had saw one, I think, I can't remember if it was Pinterest or Etsy, again, my go-tos, but I had seen one DM screen and it wasn't just a DM screen. It was like this hardwood DM screen with like magnets on it for you to hold up like your cards and papers and a dice box for you to roll your dice in and, you know, a little place to like put your pencils and it was this beautiful hardwood and you could stain it different colors you could get engravings on it and then when you were done it just kind of folded up into this small like kind of box and then you could stash it away and and for me I was like oh if I'm going to get a DM screen that's the DM screen <laughs> I'm aiming for and and the thing is is if you are yourself handy um, you could feasibly mm -hmm. figure out some plans for this and make one sure. on your own yeah if you wanted to, and then you have a handmade gift for you. There you your, go, self-made. There you go. And for those DIYers, like, you know, if, if the person that you know happens to also be one of those project-oriented type of people, you can buy the schematics for, like, a lot of these different things. Um, so maybe you don't want to purchase the $100 plus DM screen, but hey, you can get the schematics for, like, 10 bucks. Yep. Um, that could be something that, you know, they actually might really like to do because then they can really make it something of their own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing for the, for the consummate DM is published adventures. So mm -hmm. 
I know I've said this multiple times on the show. <laughs> I typically run homebrew adventures. I, I write my own adventures. Uh, but here recently, ran my first published adventure. Ooh. Uh, yeah, ooh, shocking. <laughs> and, and I will say it was a, it was a nice, uh, nice break from having to plan everything. Yeah. It was a one-shot adventure. We got it done in one night. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody had fun. And it was, it was, from my perspective, super easy. I had to read yeah. through it and, and get, get acquainted with it. But mm-hmm. it, it was ready to go. Yeah. There's a lot of these out there. There uh, are. So the one that I did was was focused on Pathfinder, and it was called uh, The Teeth of the Storm. Mm-hmm. It was, a, as I said, a horror one-shot. I got it from this site called DriveThruRPG. Um, and it has, that site has a lot of uh, indie uh, folks who are writing their own nice. things that they, that DriveThruRPG then pr- provides in PDF form to people. Mm-hmm. Um, um, or I believe you can also get printed versions of some of them. Yeah. Um, but if you're not sure of what to get them, if you're not sure what type of adventures that they'd like to run, this is a great site to go to because they have gift cards. Oh. So you can say, hey, I got you this so you can get your own published module and go oh, from there. Wow. Well, that's, that's actually a really good idea. Um, along those same lines, you know, if for me, like I said, I'm more on the D&D spectrum here. Um, I'm sure as all of you know, there are so many published adventures for d and I mean, certainly, yes, there are indie ones out there, but you can easily find other um, more kind of popular mainstream published adventures for d and I've been gifted quite a few since I've become DM, and I have like this pile of stories just waiting for me to run through. Some are crazy short. Um, and others look long. Um, some have multiple stories within one giant guidebook. Um, so, you know... It can be one of those where you can find like a $10, $15 one, or you can invest in something that's like a $40 or $50 book that um, kind of has more than one story in it. Or like you were saying, like, you know, give them a gift card to, or gift card to a place that, you know, sells those adventures. Yeah. And it, I mean, if it's a, if it's a one-shot adventure mm-hmm. on this, on this site, it's four or five bucks. Yeah. So Pretty really cheap. affordable. Yeah. Um, and uh, speaking of the D&D published adventures, one of the ones that came out recently is Descent into Avernus. Mm-hmm. Avernus? I don't know how to say that potato, correctly. Potato, potato. <laughs> uh, but basically, it's it's a uh, Baldur's Gate uh, adventure on D&D. Yeah. You're going into hell, from what I understand it. Yep. Um, I haven't looked at it too much, but it, I, I've, I've seen a lot of people posting about it, so it might be something to look into just because it's new. It might not be in your, your, uh, your DM's collection yet. Yeah. The other thing, speaking of published adventures and published things uh, that you can get your DM is new role-playing game systems. So if they have been running a game for D&D for a while and nobody else wants to take the reins of DMing and they're kind of getting burned out, a way to stave off that burnout is actually to give them a different system to run something in, something totally different. So if they're running D&D, don't give them a Pathfinder game because they're fairly... Thematically, they're similar, even though the rules may be different. But maybe you get them something like uh, Werewolf. Um, Or you get them... There's a lot of new indie games that have have been out and gone through through Kickstarter, things like that. Mm -hmm. They're not coming to my mind right now. (laughs) Um, But but there's a lot of different types of games out there. You can do Futuristic, Wild West. You can do uh, Space Odyssey, Odyssey, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Cthulhu-based things. um, All sorts of sorts of games out there so 
just getting with getting a core rule book or something like that for one of those new game systems could be the nice break that they needed to, to try something new. And I think, you know, kind of along similar lines, if you have a group that really enjoys that type of collaborative strategy mindset, and you can even expand that a little further. I mean, you could try, you know, the, the, there's those um, whodunit kind of games, uh, you know, solving murder kind of games. There's even, uh, I think it's like escape room mm-hmm. board game versions. So, I mean, if, like if you want to have kind of take a break from that, Completely, there are definitely alternative strategy strategy games like that. That um, you know is something that can I think be appreciated by someone like that. Yeah, and uh, um, strategy board games like uh, Pandemic are, are yeah. collaborative. So yeah. if you want to maintain that collaboration where mm-hmm. everybody's working towards the same goal, um, something like that would would work as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I have on the list for the consummate DM, mm. uh, I, I wrote down Pathfinder Bestiary Box, but really this is a uh, miniatures thing. So they're they're running this game and they have to have, in battles, they have to have miniatures for all these things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And they're probably like me where it's like, yeah, I know this looks like a skeleton, <laughs> but right now this is going to be a kobold. Yep. Okay? Uh, <laughs> well... Um, you can buy individual miniatures that, mm-hmm. that meet some of those needs, but that's a lot of buying. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I really like is the Pathfinder Bestiary box. Um, it's 40 or 50 bucks, okay. and it has uh, cardboard minis. So they're just cardboard flats, and they've got stands in them. And I believe the first edition of this has something like 300 miniatures. Wow. Uh, so a variety of different um, monsters that you'll find in the Pathfinder Bestiary. But despite the fact that it's Pathfinder, it'll still work for your D&D games because there's mm-hmm. a lot of crossover between those monsters. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's, that's I think, really handy for somebody that's running a lot of battles. I think it's a good bang for your buck, for sure. Um, so wrapping up that whole topic there, um, the next and I think final category that we have here is your... Hardcore RPG enthusiast. This is the go big or go home type of person. It's the the guy that has to know everything about his hobby yes. from how it started to where it is now, <laughs> all the points in between there. But it's also the guy who has just really intense, uh, we'll call them gaming needs. Yes, maybe his man <laughs> cave or woman cave is like all you know Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder team this or themed. Um, this is definitely the person that you know. Um, knows everything there is to know about these things. So the first thing on the list was a, was a book, and you actually found this. So I'm going to let you kind of bring this up. Yeah, so um, The Empire of Imagination by Gary Gygax is a, just sort of a, a life story and how he came to first create Dungeons & Dragons. And, and if you have someone who, um, again, is that diehard enthusiast, loves everything there is about, let's say, like D&D, um, and, and is also perhaps an appreciator of, of books, bookworm kind of person, this is a really great purchase for them. Um, again, you know, it's just, if, if you're, and if they're very curious about like, you know, the history of D&D, how it developed, how it came to what it is now, it's, it's honestly, like I said, a really good gift idea. Yeah, and if you're, if you're looking at books, if they've already got that book, mm-hmm. another book uh, is of, of Dice and Men. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's another it's, pun. Yeah, there you go. <sighs> it's, uh, it's written by David Ewalt, Ewalt, mm. Ewalt. I, I'm re- having a really bad time pronouncing things this episode. <laughs> um, but it's it's also kind of a history of, of D&D and role-playing games in general. Mm-hmm. But it has a little bit more narrative flair to it. So he's, in addition to telling the story about how Dave... Uh, 
here I go again. Aronson, Aronson uh, started in his basement yeah. going from a strategic war game and into building D&D and then contacting Gary Gygax. He's also having this narrative piece where he's talking about this, uh, this D&D session or campaign that mm-hmm. he's already in. So you get this uh, fictional part blended in with, uh, with the actual uh, history of the game. So that's that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, that's actually really good. I haven't read that one, so that actually sounds like something I would probably end up <laughs> purchasing <laughs> and looking through myself. Um, and I, I actually, it was interesting when we're thinking of this next gift idea, it was, it was something that kind of just sort of came into my mind spontaneously. But uh, if you do have one of those kind of diehard enthusiasts, again, the one really good gift idea I think is, is awesome is getting um, either some sort of unique print or wall art or even one step better like a character drawing of them so my husband and I when we're both really big fans of of Japanese anime um uh, he loves Dragon Ball Z and I love Sailor Moon amongst many others but when we got married a friend of ours gifted us with this characterization this like anime cartoon characterization of us um and it was it was great he had a he had this expert professional he sent them our photo they ended up making him one of his favorite anime characters. They ended up making me one of my favorite. And it was like our wedding photo together in this really cool fighting pose. And it was such a great gift that like we didn't expect it. It was so professionally done. Uh, and, and it's just something that we were like, yes, we can totally incorporate this into our home decor, which is exactly what we did. <laughs> so you've got, uh, you know, our nice contemporary modern style living room. And then there's our little characterization uh, print art. But there was another piece. Um, that I think would also work if you didn't want to do like a character um, drawing commission is you can find some really cool, unique print and wall art out there. Um, One of my favorites was like that one painting where it's all the dogs that are playing poker, Mm -hmm. but instead it's print art and it's more comic and it's all the dogs playing D&D instead, which I think (laughs) is just absolutely adorable. And and then so if you have anyone, especially if they're pet owners, um, I think that would be a really cool little gift to get them. Yeah, and so just to take a step back real quick to the the uh, the uh, the uh, character drawing, if they've got a character that they've played for a long time and mm-hmm. are really attached to, a character drawing can really be an awesome thing for them. And, yeah, and if you're going that route, it, it, I would say it's probably best to. Um, buy the commission and then yeah. have them connect with them so they can tell them the yeah. characteristics of their character. Uh, there's a lot of people on Facebook and various websites that are advertising mm-hmm. commissions for, for character art and stuff like that. And yeah. definitely look through their what their portfolio is because there's some that are that are good and there's some that are really, really awesome. Yeah, so. <laughs> you, can go, you can get something that's just very, oh, I probably could have drawn that myself. And then you've got stuff that is blowing your mind away um kind of along the same lines we're talking about like kind of personalized art kind of stuff i know one thing i always had appreciated and it's been gifted to me a couple of times um is that usually i have a friend that is familiar with a character that i've either played or one that i'm partial towards and they have they they will special order like a miniature and then they'll have someone hand paint it for me um with some little bit of and they'll put it within like a little mini setting and it's just perfect for like display purposes. I, I don't really use it in my games, but that's also a really nice, unique gift to give someone as well, um, because I am no painter. I was gonna say, especially <laughs> if you're no good at painting like exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, as great as it would be to like have those miniatures, none, you know, we, we buy them, but usually we don't have the time, the resources, nor the skills to do that kind of thing. So to be gifted it, especially if it's well done, 
oh yeah, that would be something great I would totally just put up on my shelves to like show everyone and brag about. So And again, this is this is a gift idea that could be relatively inexpensive. If you are a talented miniature painter, you yeah. could paint it on your own and that could be again on your homemade gift. Yeah, exactly. So last on our list yes. for the gift guide. Yes, yes, yes is a massive item. Yes. The most expensive item we have on the list. <laughs> most expensive is like two chains. Clocking in at $6,500. It is a crazy, crazy gaming table. <laughs> now you told me about it. So I'm, yes. I'm gonna have you tell, tell the audience about it because there's, yeah. there's a lot going yes. on here. So can you guess where I found it? Etsy, right? <laughs> um, so this is obviously $6,500 is, is certainly a hefty price tag, not something you would probably normally get just like your friend from work or anything like that. Wait, you're not gonna get me this for Christmas? Sorry to disappoint. <sighs> <laughs> if only. Uh, I wouldn't even get this for myself. I don't even have room <laughs> in my house for it. But, you know, it's definitely one of those things, you know, if, if you have an invested gamer, a DM person, and maybe they have like a space set aside and they've been using, you know, a regular table to have their gaming sessions, this is certainly something fun to build up towards. Um, this gaming table looked amazing. I mean, it was huge, and the bottom was like felt like a, a what is it? Like a, a like, pool table. Yes, like a pool table. And so it's one big rolling surface. Essentially, yes. Um, but you have areas that you can build up to make like three D sceneries, um, and it can you can add layers in there to make it multi level. It's huge, and then around it, um, you have obviously a wide border, but then each part has a, a little tray that folds out for each individual person and you can put all your stuff on that tray and then it has a little cup holder for each tray portion and then on the other side it has a little dice tray to roll your dice in a place for your pencils and it's just this this weird like you know multi-level you know different moving parts kind of gaming table it was huge it looked amazing again different types of wood different staining so you can certainly personalize it towards like the decor of your home if you want to get a gift to impress, and this is a person that you know would would you know is one of those long time invested into their RPG RPG games, and you just happen to have, and you just happen to have sixty five hundred dollars <laughs> lying around, this is the go big or go home gift for that hardcore enthusiast. Now, if this is the type of gift that you're really wanting to give, yes. but you don't have sixty five hundred dollars lying know. around, yeah, there is another option yes. because the person that was making this, I believe you said. Mm -hmm also sells the blueprints. They do. And so again, if that person maybe is a person that you know has the tools and the resources to make their own table but haven't really gone about doing it yet because maybe they just don't have those type of blueprints, then yeah, you can purchase the blueprints. I think he was selling them for $45-ish, $45, $50. Buy the blueprints, make it yourself. There you go. Yep. So, or if you are handy yourself, make the table oh. for them. Wow. <laughs> yeah, which would still necessarily, that and would be And then you tell them it's a $6,500 table. Oh, Ooh, right. I know, bonus. right. Look what I did. <laughs> still a hefty price tag. I think acquiring the materials needed for a project yeah. like that would still probably go in the couple hundred dollar range. The, it probably doesn't use the two by fours like I used to make my table. <laughs> still, uh, you know, real, like I said, go big or go home type of uh, gift giving there, so. Yep. Well, I think that wraps up the list for today. Yes, yes. Had a lot of fun. Hopefully you found something for that RPG lover in your life. Fingers crossed this holiday season. <laughs> so uh, thanks for joining us. And until next time, stay, stay nerdy, nerdy, friends. Thanks for listening and sharing the show out to everyone. It's really helped increase our listenership, and it just warms our hearts to hear all the feedback. 
Becoming DM is produced by John Welsh and Felicia Martinez. The show is edited by John Welsh. Join us in two weeks when we'll have a start of a series on building your own world and adventures. We'll see you then.